This is Justin, and I'm here with my wife, Denisha, and you are listening to the Focus On Me podcast. How are you today, babe? I'm kind of tired, but it's been a successful and productive (laughs) day. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, um, in our last episode, we were talking about television shows, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I like to watch a lot of sitcoms, a lot of old reruns. And even I think we'll talk about this a little bit more, but one of the reasons I like to watch reruns is because it's something I've already seen and in all the things that I feel like I have to do, it doesn't require as much brain power, but it still provides some enjoyment and um, some sound in the background, if nothing more. But in my world of watching reruns, as we talked about in our conversation last week, one of my favorite shows is Everybody Loves Raymond. And there is an episode um, that I think would spark a good conversation for us today. And it's called The Suitcase. Now, I want to talk about this. I'm going to talk about the show, but then also real life incidences, right? So in this episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, (laughs) Ray and Deborah had gone off on vacation. When they got back, it was like really late at night and they just left the suitcase downstairs. About a week and a half later, the suitcase is still downstairs. Mm -hmm. So because Ray travels for his job and for whatever reason, they only had one suitcase, when it was time for him to unpack, he starts, or to pack to go on his next trip, he starts to just really notice like the suitcase is still there. And it's obvious that they both know the suitcase is there, but it's become a standoff of who's going to uh, move the suitcase. And that's pretty much what the whole episode is about. Like, he feels like she should have, she feels like he should have. And there's, it's clear at one point that they know the suitcase is there because Deborah wears a shirt from the on vacation. Oh, God. And she got it out of the suitcase. So it became really clear that. It was a who's going to do it, who's and why isn't the other person doing it. And um, as we've talked about on our podcast a couple, well, last month, a little over six, about six weeks ago was our anniversary. And we went on vacation for our anniversary. We went to the lake and uh, we packed one suitcase. And when we came back, the suitcase was by the door. (laughs) And about a week later, the suitcase was still by the door. It was. And I thought, like, oh, my God, we're living in this world of everybody loves Raymond. I don't think we took anything out of it, though. We did not take anything out of it. <laughs> we wasn't wearing shirts right. from it and leaving it. And then at one point I said, hey, babe, can you unpack the suitcase? Can we move it away from the door? And where did you put it? In the room where it was at. What what room where was it at? It's the, it's the guest room. The guest room where it's at. The guest room is where the guest it was. room slash your other room slash my dressing room. Right now, but that's where um, it normally is too. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's for our listening audience sake. In our three bedroom house, we have our master bedroom, and then we have two other bedrooms. One which is completely yours. Mm-hmm. Right, and the other, which is half mine, half guest room, it doubles as a guest room. So um, the reason I just think it's it's important to say half mine in that yes, I have decorated it, but it's not like a hundred percent mine because 
it also doubles as storage room. Now, would you care to tell the people what's in your room? It's, it's basically my man cave, essentially. Mm-hmm. Say more. I mean, what is there to say? It's it's full of my wrestling paraphernalia. Thing, you know? What did you just say? Paraphernalia. <laughs> I have to say it slowly. I talk fast sometimes. So paraphernalia. Oh, yes. So could anybody like just go and chill in your room? No, I wouldn't want nobody in there. Ain't nobody welcome okay. in my room. So it's not like a guest room. It's just no, totally your no, no, space. No, 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 no. So I, wouldn't, we, I wouldn't trust nobody in there, really. Okay. Could we store stuff in your room? I wouldn't dare put nothing in there. Mm. That ain't okay. wrestling related. Okay. <laughs> so I just wanted that on record. That this is what it that, is. That, that my quote-unquote room is also and has to also be used by others. But yours is solely for your purpose. Not often, though. Are you serious? When time, was the last time we had a guest? A, when was the last time Deshae was here? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you act like no one ever comes. I'm not, a, no, 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 no. I'm not acting like that. Uh, I'm saying it's not a regularly used room. That's what I'm saying. It, it is often used. But here's the point that, and this, this is not about the room, it's about the suitcase, but let's just wrap this up here. Mm-hmm. The room doubles and triples as storage, storage for even when you want to lay out your clothes, you lay them out in my room but. but that's usually to make sure that they go along with what you're wearing you can come and look at what's in my closet and put them back in yours now again i'm not saying this is about the suitcase not the room but so where did you put the suitcase when i asked you to move it in the room in the room and then what did that say to you after that i think you asked me if i was gonna unpack it i believe right so <laughs> what was interesting about the fact that you moved the suitcase but you didn't unpack it so all of your clothing was still in the suitcase your shoes were still in the suitcase mm-hmm. now it was out of the front area when we walked in the house but it was still in the bedroom mm-hmm. so i said to myself that we are really living in a real life um everybody loves raymond <laughs> scenario but i also thought that would be a great jump off point for a conversation about like expectations and roles and like household um for lack of a better word tasks or jobs things that you know have to be done to maintain house now as we share with the audience i do a lot of marital counseling and marital therapy so this tends to be a conversation that people uh, bring up a lot in therapy around like how the household function and who does what so again the conversation started with the whole suitcase but let's broaden it out to a bigger um area discussion so what do you think about like how a couple can work together around doing things in the house so back to the episode of everybody loves raymond there's this one part where ray basically says he expects that deborah is supposed to do these things so like what do you think about that and how this can become a challenge or a issue for couples. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, I think in a in a, in a real simple way, um, if you are expecting it without a conversation about it, um, it's automatically usually going to cause problems. Just because, I mean, like for instance, if I say if I, if I don't do, uh, I don't know, if I don't vacuum because I figure, oh, well, she sees the stuff on the ground too. She'll get she'll get to it. That's probably not the smartest. Uh, line of thinking just because 
yeah, you may see it, but you may be, you may figure the same thing. Like, okay, he sees it, he'll get to it, and if we're both thinking the same thing, it'll just never get done. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think it has to be a long drawn out thing, but I think just kind of taking a moment and uh, discussing, like, okay, so hey, so I can do this and that. Would you do? This, this, and this. You know, whatever the task is. If it's like, okay, you know what? I can vacuum the floors, so can you do the dishes? Um, you know, if I wash the clothes, can you fold them? Uh, can, you know, you clean this bathroom, I clean this bathroom? Or, you know, some, something along the lines. So this way, all the tasks are getting done, but no one feels like the person bearing the load. Mm-hmm. So do you think that this is a conversation that couples should have? Prior to marriage and prior to cohabitating, or I think it's in the same house? so. I think it probably is a wise conversation to have. I don't think it always happens because I, I think I think what happens a lot of times is, you know, when you decide to move in, decide to get married, um, and you guys are living together now. I think there are invisible. Like invisible schedule, we talk about all the time. I think there are, there are in, invisible expectations or in, in, invisible chores that you just figure, okay, this person's gonna do this, this person's gonna do that, and I'm gonna do this, whatever it is. And sometimes I think what can happen is if the conversation isn't had at some point, um, then like I said, you'll have someone feeling like they're bearing the load, feeling like it's it's 80-10 and not even like a 60 for you, or even a 50 50. Most, in you most cases, 80 10? 80 20, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I started thinking about? I was thinking about I was thinking about the meats. You know how the meats be like lean and be like. But it's still 100%, though. I know, my brain was, <laughs> my brain didn't calculate all the numbers real quick. I was like, wait, I, I, yeah. Okay. But like, you know, 80 20, that's what I was thinking about. Right, the 80 right, 20. Right, right. Um, you know, so so that way, uh, the one person doesn't feel, because the per, the, the whoever is, doing the most quote unquote mm-hmm. as far as the chores are they're gonna feel it and eventually even if they don't say nothing they're gonna feel it and if you and if there's not a conversation had um I think that there can be a big blow up where it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. you know because the reality is if the if if the woman is doing most of the stuff mm-hmm. and the man doesn't see it and he can see it and sometimes isn't thinking about it mm-hmm. um which isn't it's neither here nor there, but I think if the conversation isn't had, then some and sometimes there's a case where the man has no problem actually doing this stuff. But I think sometimes when it's not like, hey, you know, can you help me out with this? If their mind isn't on it, mm-hmm. they're probably not gonna do it. Well, I think it's interesting that you said that if the woman is doing the majority of this stuff. I just use that as an example. I know. I just wonder why you thought like or why that was the first thought that it's generally the woman who does the thing. Because in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, and I think that has a lot. That has a lot to do with just probably how a lot of people were were, were raised. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's something that has been seen in probably a lot of places. Um, I know, like with my family, my parents they both cooked. Mm-hmm. They both worked. They both cooked. So. You know, that they, they both clean. I'll be really honest with you. For the game of cleaning, I don't remember them cleaning much. I think we did more cleaning. Gotcha. Um, as far as like tasks, we had those tasks. 
Yeah, and um, I think, just side note, I think it's also important, like, I have a um, family I see in therapy, and uh, the kids often are really upset, but they're frustrated, and they're frustrated by having to do the chores, mm-hmm. and it makes me think about when I was a kid, I felt, I used to think, I think parents have kids just so they have someone <laughs> to get the remote, or they have someone to go get them water, or they have someone to like do the chores. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that you said as a kid that you all did most of the yeah, cleaning. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that. Cause I think, I mean, the, the funny thing is like my mom, I love my mother, but she, she was one who was, I'll say a collector, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, coll- a collector of goods. Um, AKA, <laughs> <order>. <laughs> she was a collector of goods. So a lot of times, what we would do is like I know my dad. We would we would all wait. We'd wait until like maybe in like July when there was, um, you know, when she went went out of town for like a church meeting, and she came back, the house was clean, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, oh, you guys, I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, you know. So I mean, I think like I said, a lot. I think a lot of people's idea of of that comes from what they see. What they or they've seen or what they've been around, what they've been exposed to. So um, you know, in this platform, we have really practiced a lot of like transparency and uh, honesty, and I think that one of the conversations that we have had to have, um, I would say maybe midway mm-hmm. through our first year. Um, yeah, about that. Yeah, we we had to have a conversation around. Like, who does what? And I think that um, because I work from home, uh, even before, you know, COVID-19 happened, not 90% of the time, if I wasn't traveling, I worked from home. And then you work outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt like I was doing the bulk of the cooking and the cleaning. And um, we had to have a conversation about how that was working. I think... You absolutely listened and you, and I said, listen, as in not like listen to my directive, but listen to my uh, frustration or you listened to what I had to say about the situation mm-hmm. and then, you know, made adaptations from there. But, uh, you know, we had to have that conversation about, and I asked you a lot of times, what are your expectations? So I think when it comes to how people are raised or what people go into relationships thinking um, the roles are or the responsibilities because I don't even feel like it's just a role like women have to do and men have to do mm-hmm. and I have to be honest you know I, I am not huge on gender roles but I do know that, that there are certain things that I expect just because of what I've seen so right. you know I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not before but um, I saw my dad drive the car so in my mind, and even as me and my best friend would talk all the time, like we just couldn't wait to get married to have a man drive us around in our cars. <laughs> you know, I saw my mom to this day, you know, make my dad slash stepdad's plate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not uncommon for me to kind of think that's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, probably any other quote unquote role or stereotypical role, I am averse to but that's i know the two that i kind of uphold right has to do with just things that i've seen but it was funny because we used to talk about so when we were you know dating and before we were living together and married um we would facetime all the time mm-hmm. and i would laugh because sometimes people say oh you should have this conversation before you get married 
one of the things I saw you do all the time was clean. So like when we were FaceTime, you were always sweeping the floor, cleaning the shower, you know, cleaning the kitchen. I felt like you didn't even ever go to sleep without like <laughs> with dishes in the sink or anything like that. And what was so interesting was I remember thinking like, shoot, there are dishes in my sink right now. Like I'm at step my game up because he cleans the kitchen before he go to bed. He sweeps the floor. I'm like, do I even have a broom here in the house? <laughs> like one because I was gone so much. I was traveling so much. I was working so much that, you know, even though I had a nice place, there were just certain things that weren't even an issue because they weren't ever dirty because right. I wasn't ever there. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, okay. I want to be a good wife and I'm going to have to get my cleaning game up. Mm-hmm. But then when I got here, <laughs> like I said, a couple months in, I'm like, what happened to the guy who was sweeping the floor? What happened to the guy who was always cleaning the shower? And, um, you know, we had to have a conversation about that. Do you remember that? Do you have any yeah, thoughts so, about so that? So, you know, what I, I, what I think, I think what happens is I think um, when you're single, Mm-hmm. You know for sure it's like I I, I have to do this because I'm the only one here, mm-hmm. um, and I think you sometimes people don't adapt well mm-hmm. to, and it's in various different different ways, not just in chores. I think in adapting from being a single person to being a married person, mm-hmm. some people don't adapt well. For me, I think what happened was it's like oh I have somebody else here, so I may not necessarily have to do this all the time, and I think. Um, that was probably my thought pattern. Uh-huh. Um, but when you're by yourself, you know you got to upkeep it. It's like, there's nobody else here to help me with this. So it's like, uh-huh. I have to do this. If I don't do it, it's just not going to get done. Um, and you used to cook all the time, like every day. Again, yeah. if I didn't do it, I wasn't, <laughs> if I didn't cook, I wasn't going to eat. So, I mean, it, was, it definitely was one of those, yeah, I, I got to get it done because I'm going be, to be, be in the house hungry. Uh-huh. Just, just hungry and just by myself. So... You know, there's certain, certain things you do you do because you have to, mm-hmm. not necessarily because you always want to. And I, I mean, I'm the type of person where I I enjoy cooking, um, but I think it's on a different scale. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I I, don't, I wouldn't want to have to cook every day. But I and you also know I'm good for cooking something that'll last was, a couple was, of days too. Yes, so. and I hate leftovers. But, <laughs> that was what I did. So right, but I was just thinking like you know um, I lost my train of thought. But a, another thought was like that thought about like you know doing it because you're the only one to do it mm-hmm. and then the transition and and you're really good for cooking because one of the things i say all the time is like i mean we ain't gonna die but <laughs> like <laughs> i can cook but you're you're better at cooking and so i think um there's so much value in having the conversation about what someone expects because i think even in this the line of thinking around um, oh, it's good not to have to do it. Somebody else will do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that was ever something that was quote unquote communicated. Like, no, it definitely I, wasn't. I expect that now you're going to help me with this task, or right. I expect that this is the way you'll contribute to, you know, our household. And I think it was interesting because, you know, I always say things don't go wrong; they start wrong. Mm-hmm. And something I think that started us out on the wrong foot is. When I first moved here, I was like busy probably 10% of the day. 
So I started like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to have this. I was getting up in the morning, <laughs> mm-hmm. making your lunch. Like when you would get up to leave, I'd wake up, you know, just, and then I'd have dinner ready when you came home mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Have dinner for you to um, pack your lunch and right. different things like yeah. that. And then my travel schedule picked up and all that. Probably, so I moved here September. Like by October, I was on my first work trip. And then mm. it just kind of never Steamroll, you know, pretty much. settled down from there. So I felt the pressure. And I'm not saying you put the pressure on me, but I felt the pressure that I still have to cook and clean and take care of our house while you're outside of the house working. Because I remember I said to myself, like, He's out working, and when he comes home, he should have something hot to eat, like something mm-hmm. ready to eat. And then, you know, my work schedule picked up to where, because back home, I was working from like 11 to 9. Yeah. When I first moved here, I was probably working like, you know, 11 to 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Then it started picking up to where I was seeing people again after they got off of work and in the evenings. and. And it felt like there was still this pressure. Like I said, I don't think you put the pressure on me, mm-hmm. but I had the mindset that I've got to be able to balance all of these things. Uh, and so when I would look around and see you sitting on the couch, I'm like, can y'all see the floor need to be vacuumed? <laughs> he don't see the clothes need to be put away. Like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of a... So just like you weren't putting the pressure on me, I had an expectation that you should have been able to see things were going on in the house that you could contribute to. But it was something that needed to be communicated. Correct. Um, And then, when I did communicate, how how would you say, like, you responded? I think, I mean, I believe I responded very well. I mean, I don't think I... And I know, for me, I knew that when I came home, I was ready to just clock out, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I wasn't... My thought pattern was very simple. It was like, listen, I want to get home... I want to get undressed. I want to get relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my mind wasn't on anything else usually, especially when it came to any other work after I leave work, mm-hmm. even if it's just something in the house. Um, so and I think that's where I got frustrated. Right. Absolutely. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure that's where it was. Where it was. But I think after the after we had a conversation, a comprehensive conversation about things. So would you say our first conversation was comprehensive? I would say so. I would. The only reason I said that is that I'm thinking had... about the the I'm thinking about the, the the conversation where I think everything clicked because I think oh, okay. we, that's what I, that's that's <laughs> okay. what I'm thinking about. So because I don't of... think it clicked in our first conversation because we only had like two conversations. No, we had about, about five. We had a lot, but I think but they were about said, different things. I think what I think you just said was really important when you said when it clicked, yeah. and I think that's something that's worth uh, you know. Unpacking? Well, not unpacking, <laughs> but just highlighting that as, you know, in relationships, we think we're communicating something. We think we're clear. We think the other person gets mm-hmm. it or understands. And maybe they're not at the same moment of understanding or connectivity to it. So he said, like, when it clicked, um, I don't know if you just remember the time that it clicked. Because I feel like I remember all the times, and again, it wasn't like a hundred times, but it was at least five times mm-hmm. where we talked about it, and it's like, okay, yeah, and then like we went back to doing the same thing. So I remember one time you said, like, when I come home, I just want to like sit down, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do too. Because <laughs> even though I didn't leave the house, right. I've been working as long as you have. And right. I want to sit down too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that level of um, conversation had to be had a couple of times. I remember asking you, like, do you think it's my job to do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. And I remember asking, like, you know, and then I remember you told me one time, like, well, if just tell me what you want me to do. And sometimes it's necessary because I, I can think that I'm doing, you know, I'm doing what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And then, again, that goes back to the whole expectation thing. And um, thoughts of actually knowing what someone wants. You, I mean, and do you I, remember what I told you when you said that to me? No. Yeah, I said, you know, sure, I could make a list of chores that you could do. I said, but I don't want to have to do that. One, because like I was saying before, like I feel like my mind it has so many different things on it. Which I go back to the mindless TV, like because mm-hmm. I can have the TV on and I'll have to be given all the attention to figure out mm-hmm. who killed Ghost and you know uh, what's gonna happen in the next episode of Power, yeah. like because I'm just I, I'm always doing something different. So to think about like oh I have to tell you to run the vacuum or I have to tell you to do the dishes or I have to tell you what it didn't feel like a partner as much as it felt like a parent. Mm-hmm. And how, like, you know, as a parent, your parents used to, like, leave a list of chores of stuff to do or things you had to do before you could go outside and play or things that better be done before they came home from work. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to have to give attention to because this is our house. Right. So, yeah, you might want me to give you a list of things that you need to do. But I'm also like, I need you to look around the house mm-hmm. and see what needs to be done. Yeah, and I, I I think that there still needs to be some type of guideline though, because and I say guideline, I mean like, you know, you can, someone can see, someone can know that certain things are normally done, but if it's not really on their brain, so like you need a guideline to know that the dishes are in this. No, place. no, 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 no. Like so, for instance, so so like vacuuming mm-hmm. was something that was never on my mind. Honestly, mm-hmm. so that was something that was never on my mind, and um, I feel like with vacuuming, me hearing me like you asked me like one day, oh babe, can you mind vacuuming? And when I saw, I I think I saw that as something else that I could do to help. And at first, I was like, oh vacuuming, like like I never really think about it, like because I, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I walk on the floor. We all walk on the floor every day, mm-hmm. but it's not something that you actively think about. So in my head, it's like, all right. You know, I'm not actually thinking about this. But you mentioned all the women listen to our podcast are like, "What? What you mean you actively think?" I don't think anybody. And that's the thing. And and this is this is just reality. Not just women. I don't think think most 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 people don't. I don't think a lot of people actively think about the. the, But anyway, I was say I know people who want to see the vacuum line. I know. (laughs) That's why I I say all the women. But I mean, for me, I did not. That was not an active thought. Mm -hmm. But I think after. I, after it clicked that I realized that okay wait a minute this is something else I can do that will help her that will help the house mm-hmm. will help you out too because it's not like it's putting it on you mm-hmm. um, but it'll also help uh, maintain the household mm-hmm. I think I did better at it afterwards mm-hmm. um, you know even just e- other tasks in the house I think or you know I think once 
the key thing is click it when it clicks. That's that's where my brain, my brain. Yeah, it's like click, because I, sometimes I it doesn't. It just it, it's there. It's there, and it's not that you know that somebody's. It's not that you know people aren't intelligent. It's just that like you were talking about your mind all over the place. Everybody, I know most people. I know my mind's usually all over the place with a ton it's, of different things. It's in place. So not all over the place. No, it's always no. We I got a lot, and all of our listeners and all of your friends and family know exactly what place your mind is. No, I've got, right my, 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 my my mind has several different different yeah, different three. places. I told you, you got you like said three, three but places. but there's there's other things one of com- which compartmentalizing. Those who there. maybe haven't who don't know you, one of which is the WWE universe. It's not WWE as whole. It's wrestling. You got to put wrestling. Okay. Because so. it, gotta, it has to be a big broadband. So that's um, the main place. No, mind. but I mean, the reality is it's not. I mean, people have, we all have different things that we think about. Yeah. We got running through our head things, whether it's tasks that we want to do, things, things that we're concerned about. You know, things that are stressing us out at the moment, whatever it is, or things that we try, we try to push to the back of our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes house tasks aren't the first thing on the brain. Right. But I think that um, once there is some type of conversation around it, I think first that need, you need to give room for that room and time mm-hmm. for it to actually resonate. Because sometimes it doesn't resonate the first conversation. I mean, I, I, it's I just, think, yeah. it's, it's I think just what it is. I think that's definitely a big takeaway from for this conversation, hopefully for our listeners too, yeah. to think about like the moment that it clicks. And I know in AA and NA communities, one of the things they always say is don't get up before the miracle happens. Mm-hmm. And basically they're saying you never know when it's going to click for people and you yeah. can't give up. You just have to keep waiting and hoping. So I think, you know, to our listeners, if you find yourself in this place, not just about a task or housework or whatever you're facing, I think it's hopefully you'll hear that in our, our conversation today that it some things just take time because you never know when that moment of epiphany or revelation is or click is for mm-hmm. people. Um, the other thing I'll say is when it clicked for you so we I don't know if we've talked about love languages here I know you and I have talked a lot about love languages yeah, I don't think we have on here um, you know prior to our getting married we did our love languages and then about um, a year and a half in we revisited it so like maybe February of this year yeah, we looked at love languages again and I noticed that mine changed mm-hmm. from when we were uh, in our long distance relationship to when we were married and what I noticed that my love language that was lower on the list, that was higher no, this time no. around, was acts of service. And then when we discussed that, one of the things we talked about was we both looked at what we felt was lacking in the relationship mm-hmm. more so. And it was like, oh, you're really great with words of affirmation. You're really great with physical touch. And acts of service was like an area Right. That was like so. It's not that you were terrible, or not that mm-hmm. you know. It was just like when I forget which one um, was a quality time that changed for you. Well, I think most of mine were almost the same. Almost the same. Yeah, most of yeah. mine were almost the same. But us being able to look and see what was lacking, and so when you when it clicked and you made an effort, one of the things I noticed was how much that communicated love to me. Mm-hmm. And I know I was teasing with you maybe even about a week ago. Um, oh, we, vacuuming? <laughs> we were going to go on a day date. And, and I was like, you know, let's really just uh, not think about sex as something to do today. 
well, let's make a, a day. Let's create a moment. Let's create energy. And so we went back to the place where we had our wedding reception. Mm-hmm. We went back to the park where we actually got married. We had, you know, ice cream and all that kind of stuff. But before we left the house, I said, can you run the vacuum and I'm going to clean the kitchen? And y'all, when I tell you, he had took the attachment off the vacuum. I don't think I've ever <laughs> even done that. Uh, <laughs> he was vacuuming at the baseboards and all that kind of stuff. And I was walking out of one of the rooms, but I couldn't get around him. So I was just standing there watching. And I was like, you talk about making a moment. You talk about creating the energy. Like You was trying to start something. Dude, I'm just saying. starting something. I mean, some people think you need lingerie and candles. I'm like, you running that vacuum like that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a moment hey, you, right see, here. Wasn't nobody going to stop you either. Look, you had the little house coat on with your vacuum. I'm like, I don't think you realize like how far this goes into (laughs) and I think you know that's definitely something I think is helpful because for me and I'm sure people not like me not people also like me not just women but people depend on what your you know personality type is love language all that kind of stuff there are certain things that make intimacy uh, more likely to be happen but Mm -hmm. also like just foreplay or whatever but to feel cared for makes it matter more yes like so when you do things i think there was another time i ran to the grocery store and asked you to do something because you don't want to go to the store and i came in you was like we were right into the pandemic so you was like mopping the floor up with disinfecting and stuff like that Mm. and i'm like boy you look sexy mopping this floor (laughs) like But I think that just speaks to, again, like love languages and other things that are important mm-hmm. when it comes to feeling heard, right. feeling cared for. Because for me, I, I know there were times where I felt like I got to do it all. I got to clean. I got to cook. I got to be a sex kitten. I got to be a therapist. I got to be, you know. And so when you when it clicked and we were able to have that conversation to know, like, not that you can honor what I'm asking of you because you heard what I said. And I think it gave a witness, like, I laugh because when I, y'all, when I come home from um, a week of traveling, the vacuum be ran, the house be clean, and I be, I'm grateful, but I also know, like, yeah, he trying to make sure he gets on the night. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to tell you, usually, I'm going to tell you, and, and the one good thing is, and you can, you know this, if, especially if you're doing a week of traveling, uh-huh. I'm like, listen, if it's, you're, if it's on a Friday you're getting home, I can wait till Saturday morning uh-huh. because I know you've been traveling all day. And the other thing, the other real thing is I've been home all week by myself. Uh-huh. And I feel like there's, I feel like if there's nothing else you can come home to, that's you should be able to come home to a clean house, especially because I was home by myself. And, and I'm telling you, like, Usually when I get in the car from the airport, like you have had flowers in there most times, mm-hmm. or you have like a Snickers and the Sprite, and you told generally me I did. But generally because I'm getting home at midnight and yeah. everything's closed and you know all that kind of stuff, which I appreciate. But coming home into the house that's clean, oh, that's just so much more. Because even when I was traveling at home, I would always change the sheets before I left mm-hmm. and clean up so that way when I came home you knew it was all done. the house was clean and I walked into got into a clean bed mm-hmm. walked into a clean house and so even though I appreciate the flowers and the candy like that meant more to me <laughs> coming home like oh my god the vacuum is red the house is clean 
and he gonna let me sleep for a few hours before <laughs> like that just was so it, it communicated so much love and you know i think that you know as we wrap it up just to think about like finding ways to make sure that you're communicating love to your spouse and also you know having those hard conversations because i know there were times i'm like listen i need to talk about something i remember one time you were like you all right I was like, yes, I need to say something, though, because if I don't say it, I'm not going to be okay. Right. And I don't want this to get in the way of the rest of our evening, you know, so I need, and I'm like, are you on unload the dishwasher or not? And if you tell me you are, then I can leave it alone. I can take it off my mental list. Yeah, and actually, and at do. that time, I, I had, that was already on my mm-hmm. list of things to do already. So it wasn't, wasn't that uh, I wasn't going to do it. It was just that I hadn't did it at the time. So, yeah. Right. And I think, again, you know, that speaks to that importance of conversation. Like, let me know what your plans are. Let me, and I'll tell you what my plans are. So that way, again, I don't have to hold space for that because I know you see it. Mm-hmm. Even if you tell me you're going to get it done whenever, I know you see it. And then I can just take it off my list of things to do. So, yeah. Well, any last thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, I think having those conversations also um, will eliminate that possibility of there being a misunderstanding, basically. Mm-hmm. Because that, that having that misunderstanding can cause a lot of rifts. And I think when, you know, trading back the information in the conversation, you know, mm-hmm. of, like you were saying before about, you know, finding out about what you have planned and what I have planned to on the to do list. Uh-huh. We'll save a lot. Of, we'll save a lot of heartache. Yeah. A lot of attitudes, too. This so. thing, cause I'm sure I had one plenty of times. <laughs> uh, so my takeaway is don't leave the suitcase by the door. And and whatever your metaphorical suitcase is, unpack it, take responsibility for your stuff, put your stuff away. And also, you know, don't put it in the other person's room. Like, don't leave it there and expect for them to have to do it. So be responsible for your stuff and maybe go the extra mile in doing something that is not a part of your responsibility. And if both people do that, then I think there's less feeling like the burden is always on one person. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you all soon. Make sure that you share this podcast. If you have not already, subscribe. So that way you can get notifications when a new episode airs. Visit us at thecrownllc.org is our website. And at Focus On Me Podcast is our Instagram slash Facebook. And we'll see you around.